BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, hey, hey. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey. Hey, I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day. Every single day, every single day. All right, we are back for another edition of the starting. 502 podcast as always Preston Meyer Nick Connor here in the studio uh, for exciting post game for Louisville basketball who finally has gotten over the hump with a victory over Clemson 70 to 61 Nick immediate takeaways from Louisville's first victory in over a month we won a basketball game I mean it's really it's really that simple <laughs> hit some timely shots Noah Locke came out of nowhere played with Good energy and effort for most of the 40 minutes. Really didn't fall asleep a lot defensively. I mean, looked like what they could be going down the stretch. It, not not going to be over crazy joyed, but they won a basketball game for the first time in eight tries, and that's something to at least somewhat celebrate. Yeah, I mean, you look at Noah Locke. And say we, we haven't been very kind as far as just talking about Noah Locke's play, especially of late. Uh, essentially the, the thought process, I think uh, definitely for me and probably from you as well, Nick, has just been uh, if, if Noah Locke's going to get over 30 minutes a game, he has to do more than miss threes 
because essentially that's what his game had become. He was not not shooting the three ball well. He still didn't shoot the three ball crazy good tonight, but he was able to do a lot of other things, uh, specifically getting on the boards and, and, and making baskets inside the three-point arc. And, and ultimately that uh, was kind of a recipe for success on offense for Louisville tonight. Uh, additionally, the things that just stand out to me, number one, Malik Williams starting after playing, I believe, six minutes over the course of the, the four previous games. He had been suspended indefinitely, came back, looked terrible, didn't play the last game, uh, and all of a sudden he comes out and plays 28 minutes, has a plus 15, plus minus, throws in 12 points, uh, five rebounds. Not super stellar, but I- exactly what Louisville needed. Made a bunch of timely plays down the stretch for the cards. Ultimately, any like major overarching takeaways for you? I think you saw in the first half what Pagese is trying to do offensively, which is get the ball in the paint and work guys on, you know, on ISOs and get get the mismatches that that we want. Obviously, um, Clemson was a little banged up today with their their bigs. They were kind of in and out with foul trouble as well. But getting the ball down low to Malik in the right spot, getting Dre Davis in the right spot on the baseline. Then later in the game, you saw Sid Curry, same thing, trying to get him the ball when he had his guy sealed. How many times did he score after he'd already sealed his guy on the interior? Those are the things that, you know, this offense has to be moving forward. And you saw that. And then Louisville got away from it and blew their first half lead and then came out in the second half, hit a couple threes, went back to the hero ball. Everybody can shoot on this team, which is we all know is not statistically true at this point of the season or has never been true at any part in the season, uh, but hit a couple threes and then eventually got back to that interior offense. And I think that that's honestly what won them the game. I mean, you hold Clemson to 61 points. You should win the game defensively. But I think I think the def- I'm sorry. I think the offense down the stretch actually won this basketball game, and that's a good thing to see. Uh, no, specifically play on the boards for the Cards tonight as well. You saw a lot in the first half where they were able to essentially put a body on the guy underneath the basket, and they were Louisville's Louisville's guys underneath underneath the the basket were essentially pushing Clemson players out of the way looking like the aggressors on both ends of the floor and essentially didn't allow a single offensive rebound for Clemson in the first half. And I thought that was huge to just set the tone. Obviously, yeah, Clemson had some issues, got got a little banged up early in the first half. Their start, starting big man, I believe it's Hall or Hill. But overall, they were able to kind of hold strong and, and take advantage of, of some of Clemson's weaknesses, which is just essentially that's part of, of, of what the game of basketball is, is taking advantage of opponent's weaknesses and Louisville was able to ultimately do that I, I like the play of Jalen Withers tonight I liked what Sidney Curry brought to the table in limited minutes so it was just nice to see kind of an overall all-around decent game from everybody I thought that Samuel Williamson after not playing for a couple games chipped in some solid minutes as well so there, there were a lot of just interesting takeaways across the board but overall just kind of a feel-good day felt like every time that Clemson tried to make a run and push Louisville which you know teams have been able to do a lot this season uh, Louisville was ultimately able to fight back and kind of make a, a small run of their own. So I, I thought that was that was key. There's obviously a lot of really awkward uh, moments in the game. For instance, like when they made four consecutive threes to start the second half, looks like Louisville's going to blow this thing open all of a sudden, and then they come out and airball three out of four three-point shots. Uh, so just a, a lot to still work on, you know, shot selection and that sort of thing. But, but ultimately, uh, a lot more positives than negatives tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what that's what you're looking for at this point in the season. Uh, Twelve and fourteen now. Obviously, not 
not a ton left to play for, at least as, as the NCAA tournament exists or anything like that. Obviously, you still got the chance to do something in Brooklyn. You still got the chance, as, as we'll get to here in a second, to ruin several teams' chance at the postseason. Um, that's really what you got to rally behind is, uh, as Pagese said in the postgame, keep fighting for the team and and try to improve and win the game that's in front of you. And that's, that's all you can do for the university at this point. What is kind of the narrative going forward now? So you kind of alluded to that a little bit, but but ultimately, if you're looking at, at this team and, and, and the scope of the rest of the season, uh, you know, only one home game left, a bunch of co- kind of quasi-bubble teams. Louisville's not really a team that, that has any tournament aspirations unless they do something crazy in the ACC tournament, which is, you know, if you want to throw five bucks on that, you could be a millionaire. There are a lot of different directions that, that you could ultimately take the end of the season. But to you, uh, what do you think, what are you, you looking for from the outside? And, and what do you think the coaching staff is telling the players going forward? I think you continue to look for basic things like body language, um, energy, effort, hustle, all those things that you did see today against Clemson. Are those things consistent as the team plays down the stretch? I mean, you, like, like you alluded to, at Carolina on Monday, quick turnaround, then at Wake Forest next Saturday. Both teams are, you know, firmly looking to, to dance in March. Um, Carolina more on the bubble, just a lack of quad one and quad two wins, but Wake Forest is definitely firmly in the field right now. And then you, you go to Virginia Tech, um, a team that needs several wins, quality wins down the stretch here to have a chance to be on the bubble. And then you, you host Virginia to end the season like we always do for some reason. And again, another team that needs to make a run here late to, to get in the tournament. So you're going to play a lot of desperate basketball teams, a lot of teams that by all means cannot afford a quad three loss to you at this point, which again, as we've talked about, is insane to think about Louisville's quad three loss, but it, it just is what it is at this point. I, I think that you just keep looking for that body language. You look for that fight. Are we getting on the floor? Are we getting after loose balls? Are we getting on the boards? Those things that we know are hustle. Um, and we know are, are less less talent oriented. Um, and then are you seeing guys, you know, make good decisions, right? You saw again today, guys take shots that are not their shots, right? You still see, um, you know, Malik Williams hits a three. And because he hits a three, um, he gives himself the green light moving forward to continue to shoot them. Um, even Jalen Withers shooting shots he should not be shooting. You know, guys that are still not either not understanding at this point, which would be hard to imagine, or just not going with, this is not, I am not the best look here. It's not me. This is not my game. Um, again, you saw Noah Locke make some, makes a couple different baskets off the bounce today. But again, when did he get into the flow of the game is when he understood his role of coming off of screens and cuts to get himself open off of the catch and shoot opportunities, as we've talked about for four months at this point. So I think our, our guys continuing to give everything they've got and are they understanding this is our best chance to win? And if they're doing that, then that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and, and kind of to add to that, I, I think what I'm looking for going forward, this has not been a team, and you know, I, I think that's something that will emphasize as well as we move towards the offseason, look towards the new coaching staff and everything else that is to come. I think that the one thing that we'll look at is just how Louisville wasn't really blown out in any of these games. They played closely with uh, an average uh, against average opponents and kind of played up to the competition just a little bit against some of the bigger-name opponents. But ultimately, not really blown out in any games, save a couple of just kind of odd oddball situations, uh, specifically against Syracuse comes to mind. But ultimately, this has just been a team that's not been able to to get it done down the stretch. Early in the season, under Pegues, and early in conference play, Louisville was ultimately able to kind of finish off some games, especially the Wake Forest game comes to mind, Georgia Tech comes to mind. 
games where they never could really pull out to like a eight, 10 point lead at any point in the game. And then kind of the heroics of either Noah Locke or Matt Cross, Jared West. There are, are, are a number of different names of guys of uh, Ellis who were able to kind of ultimately turn the, the game in, in Louisville's favor. Then you go on, on this long losing streak where you go on this streak where, you know, Louisville lost seven in a, row, in a row, but they also lost, I believe, 10 out of 11 or 11 out of 12. During that streak, there was only one real blowout. The rest of them were Louisville was right in the game and, and, and the script, uh, some bad defensive possessions. So if you look at um, with 334 left, that was the final TV timeout. Louisville comes out, immediately misses a three pretty badly. Clemson comes down and within 10 seconds has a wide open three that they miss. Then Louisville comes back down, runs the offense, misses a force three. Clemson comes back down and just gets sloppy with the ball and turns it over. Mike Begees calls a timeout. Clemson comes out with a break or with a press. Uh, Louisville's ultimately able to break the press. And then instead of pulling the ball out, Noah Locke takes the ball to the bucket and makes a, some crazy uh, circus layup instead of just pulling the ball out and, and forcing Clemson to foul him. Finally, the, the possession after that, I believe it was a Jalen Withers three. So they went from up six to up 11 in that segment, despite missing two bad threes, uh, almost turning the ball over against the press and ultimately taking two or three ill-advised shots. Uh, so, like, yes, it is nice to see them pull out a win. It was very relieving. I think that we're all in good spirits in, in that sense. Uh, but But by the same token, I am interested to kind of see what happens going forward because it feels like, you know, on Monday they travel to North Carolina uh, against UNC. It, it, it very, very well could be much of the same as we saw the last time against North Carolina where, you know, it's going to come down to who executes the best down the stretch. Uh, let's be quite frank. Uh, Louisville should have won the last game against North Carolina. North Carolina is not very good. It's a team that if they make the tournament, it's probably probably going to be on the back of, of their names and, and, and nothing else. You know, when they play any, any decent team, they, t- they tend to get blown out. So it's it's a game that that is going to be there for the taking. I think that Louisville might have a little bit of something for Armando Baycott uh, from UNC. So that'll be interesting to watch as well. Looking forward to UNC. Anything that stands about stands out about the last game that you think Louisville could improve upon? Uh, what what are your what's your thought process going into North Carolina? First of all, Matt Cross played thirty nine minutes in that game. Matt Cross played zero minutes against Clemson today. Just it, it's hard to hard to even imagine that at this point right. that and Matt those, Cross played no thirty nine minutes in that game. Right? No, no Malik Williams. Williams. Yeah. Sidney Curry, you know, cooked twenty three and seventeen minutes. Noah Locke had. Eight in that game. I'm sorry, not 23. 20, 10 in, in 17 minutes. Uh, L, that was that's right. LLS had 25 in that game. Jalen, that was really Jalen's first back game as well. So, like you said, that game was there for the taking. It was in the yum. There was a lot of really, 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 really poor officiating down the stretch. Um, as we've you know talked about, the the ACC does like to protect their Carolina schools at all costs. Um, at that point in the season, for sure. A month ago, Carolina could not lose that game, or 18 days ago, could not lose that game. So I think that there, <laughs> that was part of it as well. But like you said, Louisville can win this game. Dean Dome's not usually an easy place to win basketball games. But like you've said, North Carolina's been inconsistent all year. 
Um, they're a team that has a really weak resume, partly because the conference is very, very poor, and partly because they played good teams in the non-con and didn't beat them. They don't have a whole lot there. Uh, like you said, it's North Carolina. It's the brand. I think if it comes down to them and you know some team in a smaller league that didn't win their conference tournament, then it's going to be North Carolina. But I, this is a winnable game. I think I'm interested to see if Piggy sticks to rotating his bigs in this game or if he tries to ride Sidney Curry for much, much more time than he did today against Clemson. I'm interested to see if Malik Williams plays a lot against North Carolina. Um, because I mean, like you said, Baycott, yes, he was the beneficiary of bad calls, but he also had 19 points. I mean, you can't do that again the second time. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Most importantly, he had 22 rebounds. I was trying to find that number, 19 points and 22 rebounds in the first matchup. You can't do that. We can't let that happen again, or that will not be a win in the Dean. 11 fouls. And an obscene amount of fouls. But, uh, I forgot Malik. Didn't Malik get a T from the bench? Somebody got a T from the bench, right? It's. This last month has been so foggy. I can't even keep straight. That's a I Pittsburgh game. Malik's that was the Pittsburgh from game. the bench was Pitt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just at this point, this this season has taken 18 years to get through. But I I agree with you. I think Louisville can win this game. Um, I think if you if you're looking for signs of life heading into Brooklyn, you gotta you gotta win uh, one this week. You gotta either beat Carolina or Wake. Um, Wake is continuing to trend up. I'm still looking to win the conference outright. So. I think you got to get one of these two. I think I, I think they have a chance, right? Good mojo here. Um, quick turnaround. Again, does this team trust the scout? Does this team trust what they've been told? Um, do they trust what they did incorrectly the first time? Um, and I don't. If they do, I think they'll compete. And if they don't, who knows? It sounds kind of silly, and it's not indicative at all of of who Louisville is as a program. But it is indicative of of the just the hellish hellacious year that we've been through. You know, at this point, the coaching staff has to be looking at the at the conference standings and saying, look, if we're going to have any shot at all. We have to get at least a buy. Like we have to at least not play five straight days. And Louisville is right on on the borderline right there. Uh, and, and so the teams in front of them, Florida State, I believe, um, taking a look at the conference standings really fast. Yeah, Florida State, Virginia Tech right in front of them. Obviously, you get Virginia Tech coming up here. Pitt behind them, Boston College behind them. They shouldn't get any farther than that Boston College line there now that they beat Clemson. But right, right. And ultimately, you know, that's that's kind of it sounds so dumb to even talk about. But Louisville needs to at least try to get a bye. Uh, In that sense, they could at least have a day of rest, try to win four straight. But I mean, look, that's what the coaching staff needs to be looking to. You know, they have four regular season games left. Uh, You have four games that are very winnable, but they're also, they're also going to be, you know, great challenges. They're also going to be against teams who are all vying to actually get into the NCAA tournament. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, I think if Louisville can take two out of the last four and then just try to kind of just sneak their way into getting a couple wins to end this in the season in the ACC tournament, Ultimately, I think that that's, that's a success for Pegues and for this coaching staff and for this team. Uh, but, I mean, you, you listen to these, some of these players, especially, you know, like Jared West and Malik Williams, you know, they'll say at, in, in the postgame pressers, like, we're not giving up. Like, it might seem like we are, but we, we're trying like hell. And it is a lot easier said than done to come back from this coaching transition and from the drama and the emotions and everything that's been in, in, involved 
during this just season of change. Obviously, a lot of these players have people in their ear about who's the next coach, you know, and who, you know, what, what's your next move? Like, I'm sure some of these better players on, on this team, like L. Ellis, like Sidney Curry, I'm trying to think like a Dre Davis or something like that. A lot of these players are going to have guys in their ears like, bro, you guys are in the middle of a change. You know, you might not like this next coach, like come play for us, like that sort of stuff. And obviously that, that, that that's illegal to come straight from from a coach. But we all know that that happens like there's tampering all over college sports. And that is absolutely the case where a lot of these players are probably thinking about their future and to be able to get these players to still buy in, to still care. You know, I, I got I posted some video on Twitter today and was kind of paying attention to just what the mood on the bench is. And, you know, you have. Matt Cross, who everybody says is, you know, use the word cancer or not a team player or a problem or something like that in reference to Matt Cross, but he's a guy who played zero minutes tonight and he was up, you know, one of the first guys on the bench cheering every single play. Uh, and the same with Roosevelt Wheeler, the same with, with a lot of these guys who could be getting a lot more clock and they're not. Um, so ultimately, you know, I, I think that Louisville is still all about winning and, you know, we, we, Initially, I think that our thought process was, well, you know, hopefully we see a lot more LLS and we see a lot more Dre Davis and, you know, these guys who we want to see running this team in the future, right? Uh, But I don't think that's the coaching staff's mindset. I think the coaching staff is win or nothing. That will be interesting to see going forward because as you've seen and as we kind of alluded to, Louisville's not out of any of these games that they're playing in. Like, you know, even if you look, you know, you, you look at the schedule coming up, North Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and I'm missing one more, Wake Forest. So you look at all four of those teams, right? None of those, you know, you've already beaten Wake Forest. You took North Carolina to overtime. Virginia was up on you by like 18 at home, and you came back to pull within three. Like, there's there's no team on this roster. You beat, you've beaten Virginia Tech like 21 straight times, like, there's not, there's still not a team on the schedule where you're like, okay, we're completely out of that game. And so ultimately I think that that's kind of what the coaching staff is going to hang its hat on. So uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Cause we got a, we got a quick turnaround on Monday. Yeah. I think everything you said, I agree with, they're all winnable. I think it's manageable expectations at this point, right? Like just win the one in front of you, um, deal with the scouting report in front of you, all of those things, take care of that. And those, the rest of it will take care of itself. Um, Carolina, I did want to update, did officially get their first quad win with the Virginia Tech win this afternoon after Louisville. Um, I guess Michigan's going to, my understanding is Michigan's going to eventually bump into the top 75 as well. So that'll be a, uh, another quad win, quad one win from the non-conference slate. Uh, but again, this is, this is a team in Carolina that needs to beat Louisville. It's a hungry team, um, but it's a, it's a team that has a lot of holes in it and a team that has a lot that got their way and Hubert Davis is year one at the at the helm so go get it see what happens I, I agree with you I, I I'm really interested to see if the guys like LLS Dre Davis Sid Curry those kind of guys continue to keep their head down and work um, and it looks like that both in the way that they play and, and on the sideline and things like that like you said but I think it's it's fair to say um, the culture's not toxic that the team's not gone the um, players aren't quitting I mean none of those things that have been said or hinted at have happened um, nobody left after the whole Matt cross kicked out of practice thing. You know, nothing has come of that coach. Max, the only one that is gone from this team. Um, so I think that needs to be said very clearly. Um, but it's a good day to be a little Cardinal because they've won a game finally. 
turn the page, keep winning, see what happens. Keep the coaching search at bay right now if you're Pegues and staff and just try to win what's in front of you. Um, but again, if this team continues to buy into what it takes to win one game at a time, then I think they have a chance down the stretch here to do something. Um, and if nothing else, win a couple and mess up some people's resume and, uh, you know, just get to get to the end of the season with a little bit uh, of a better, a better feeling overall. Absolutely, man. Let's go out there and, and ruin some people's lives. Uh, that, that's absolutely what, what we want to do going forward. You look at teams that are not bought in. Teams that aren't bought in are what you saw near the end of, of when Chris Mack was, was still on, on campus. We have seen teams that aren't bought in. Teams that, teams that aren't bought in are the end of the Bobby Petrino era, right? Teams that aren't bought in don't lead wire to wire against an ACC opponent. And so ultimately, I think that that's a major takeaway. Uh, we have a quick turnaround going to North Carolina, but we are excited to, to finally have this W. Uh, until next time, Nick Connor, Preston Myers, signing off. Go Cards. Go Cards. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.